Welcome back to the League Podcast for our final episode of the season. On today's episode, he came, he saw, he outlasted Pat in the strangest final we've ever seen. And for his fifth league title, he conquered. The people have been clamoring for more pod. And finally, we're here to give it to them. To you. Ugh. Sort of messed up the intro there. We'll talk with Jason about the story of his season, the highs and lows of his team, and what he knows now in retrospect. And finally, we'll crack open our very last mailbag from you, the listeners. Thanks for joining. Let's get started. Champ. I did it. I'm the champion. You did it, man. Uh, I'm the best. I am the best. What do you What do you have to say for yourself? Uh, I won the championship, man. I'm the best. I am the best of all the people in the league. I am the best of the people in the league for this year. What about Anthony? Oh, I'm way better than Anthony. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Definitely better than Anthony. But Anthony did beat me this year. Oof. Oof. So Anthony's better? So Anthony uh, could make it. No, he's not better. No, no, he's not better. (laughs) The bottom really fell out of his team. Oh, boy, howdy. Uh, Jason, let's dive into it. What was the story of your team this year? How did it all come together? Uh, You know, it it started uh, really rough. Um, Actually, no, it it started okay. I I guess I should start with the draft. Uh, The draft went okay. It wasn't the best draft, even though uh, Yahoo gave me uh, an A, I think, in my drafting, because uh, they knew how good I was going to be. But uh, my team was severely lacking uh, at quarterback uh, a lot. Like, it was really bad. Everything else I felt pretty comfortable with, but my quarterback selection was really bad. You drafted Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Tannehill, and Jacoby Brissett. And that's right. Everyone's favorite, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, yeah, so that was not going to get me where I needed to be. Um, and then I proceeded to lose the first two games. Really? Uh, yeah, I lost the, the first two games. It was against Matt in the opener and then Anthony in the second game. Um, I was going nowhere fast. That was definitely the low light of the season. Like, just thinking like, well, I don't know how I'm going to dig myself out of this. Then I proceeded to go on a 10-2 run. Uh, to finish the season. And I think, I don't know when exactly I picked him up, but the game changer for me this season was picking up Geno Smith. I wouldn't have been able to do anything without uh, Geno Smith. Obviously, uh, Josh Jacobs was amazing for me, but it was the pickup of Geno Smith that that changed everything. Yeah, and I think that was around week two, week three. And it was funny because Geno was hanging out there on the waiver wire those first couple of weeks. And I think I, I mentioned it before on this podcast, but like there is always at least one person every year that is just kind of hanging out in plain sight. And like, you might not think of anything about him. He might have a bad history. He might not be notable in any way. And then someone's finally like, all right, I guess I'll pick this guy up and ends up being one of the MVPs of the league. And, and for me, that was, that was, that had to be Gina this year. Yeah. You know, I must've, uh, he must've had a, just a really good game compared to my Jacoby Brissett. Um, and I was willing to spend some money on him. It was early enough in the season where people weren't throwing just 
crazy amounts of money. Yeah. So I think I got them for a steal because, I mean, I had a lot of my money saved uh, up until the end, too. So, yeah, that that was huge for me. Um, and then, obviously, going on a uh, five-game winning streak to end the season, end the regular season, which was the second year in a row that I've done that. To end the regular season. End the regular season with a five-game winning streak. I remember mentioning it on one of our podcasts when everyone was talking about Raph or Luke or even my team. I was like, you guys got to watch out for Jason. Like, he is sneakily climbing up the rankings. What happened there toward the end of your season um, that led to that success? How did those pieces come together there? Well, you know, there were a lot of uh, surprises for me. Um, you know, I, I did get bit with a little bit of an injury bug, but nothing major compared to everyone else. So I lucked out there, you know, really my only losses in the season were, uh, Zach Ertz, who was doing pretty great up until like week 10 or so. And then I had Hawkinson to back him up. So that was fine. And then, you know, there was the whole question about, uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know, my first overall pick. And, you know, as I even mentioned in like my first podcast uh you know he was not doing great i didn't i wasn't happy about his performance at all you know it really was bothering me but then he did show up at one point in the season and that's when he went on a nice little run uh from weeks 10 to 13 right at the beginning of my uh or during my my winning streak at the end um where he scored maybe around 15 points a game uh, which worked out great with to go with Josh Jacobs and you know Aaron Jones. Um, so that just really, really worked out well. Um, basically, during that end of that season, um, what I was trying to do was get past, I think it was weeks, what's the final week, 13? 14 now. 14 regular season? Yep. Uh, so weeks 12 and 13, I think were going to be the major uh, rock, hill, whatever, to overcome. Yep. Uh, and that was playing against you and Luke. Oh, um, you guys went on an incredible tear at the end, and you were scoring a lot of points. I was thinking, I got to come out with a win in at least one of these games to really still feel comfortable. Um, and then I won both games. And I was just like, okay. I might be able to do it this year. This could be like, this could be another one of my years. Um, that was a real turning point in terms of uh, how I felt about my team and my chances. And were you in first place at any point other than the very last week, like the end of the standing? Did you have any other time in first place? Uh, no, I don't believe so. I, I, I think um, with, Raf's just incredible start and then my poor start of two losses to begin with. No, I don't. I think the only time I gained first place was when I got it for the final time. Don't know what week that was, but it was right at the end. Yeah. So week 14, you got a win there. Uh, week 15, week one of the playoffs, you get that by, which mm. I know you're shooting for. Huge. Um, then what happened in the playoffs? Uh, playoffs, uh, really, I was really cheering for Matt. Uh, to beat Scott, which he decided not to do. Nope, not that way. Um, I was really worried about Scott. He seemed to be doing great. He was on, like, uh, you know, end of the season great run, too, uh, to make playoffs. So uh, he was a, another, like, that was another hurdle where, you know, like, really 
I need to get past this game. Obviously, I need to get past this game. But I think I was very lucky to do so. And, you know, I mean, if you look at the third place game, uh, Scott ended up scoring like 185 points. Yeah. And I think uh, if I remember correctly, both him and Raph would have won the championship against either me or Pat if they had gotten it with those points. So, you know, it, for me, it was it was getting past Scott. Um, I thought the the other side of the bracket I was a little bit more comfortable with. And really, I thought it was going to be a fight in my side. But if I got to the championship, I liked my chances. Yep, yep. All right, so I want to go to championship weekend. Take us through your thought process Ugh. entering that weekend. Uh, what tough decisions did you have to make? What concerns did you have before that game in the final against Pat? And then what transpired from the moment DeMar Hamlin went down till you were finally, officially, and I mean finally officially, a champ? Uh, well, obviously, I, you know, shit's cray. Uh, shit is very, very cray. Um, going into that final game, you know, like I mentioned on the uh, on our uh, group meet text, you know, I spent a good like 30 minutes day of trying to decide between uh, Zach Moss and uh, what's his name? Uh, the running back for Denver. Oh, Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. Yeah. I spent a good 30 minutes trying to decide which one of them was going to be in my flex position, which wouldn't matter. Uh, I ended up choosing the wrong one. Uh, so that was great. Uh, I had to think about that for a while. Um, so that was a real decision. That was a that, real That was an actual decision that I thought, uh, knowing me, this is going to be what it's going to come down to. Well, let me ask you this. Who had more higher projected points? Uh, higher projected points was, uh, was Murray. And who did I start? Not Murray. Uh, just went against myself. It's thank goodness it didn't cost me a championship like last time with uh, Goff and uh, Mitch Trubisky. Um, but uh, then you know it was also a tough decision where you know I basically started for the most part the same wide receivers the entire season. It was uh, Brown, it was uh, Godwin, and it was uh, uh, Debo. Um, and then and was Debo, Debo healthy for that last one? Uh, Debo uh, was injured. Okay. Um, they thought he might come back, but he ended up not coming back. So I had to, you know, go with uh, what's his name, Deontay Johnson. So before we get to the funky finish, I just want to focus on Deontay Johnson for a moment. So bad, so bad. And you even mentioned when you came came on the show before, tired. So bad. What? Like, tell the people <laughs> what your loyalty to Deontay Johnson this oh, season was all about. Zero loyalty. Zero loyalty. I just didn't like um, I didn't like any of the other options out there, uh, wide receiver. And I was like, you know what? If I have no plans of – if I have, if I'm going to have to start him sparingly, I will. He never showed up. I don't think he had any uh, touchdowns. This I don't year. think he had a single one. I think one. he had zero touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I think uh, someone earlier in the podcast talked about an irrational – you know, need to hold on to somebody thinking like, no, they're going to pan out. I drafted this guy high enough where I got, I got to just see how it goes. Um, this was Pat for sure. I remember that. Yeah. And it didn't, yeah, it did not go, um, you know, but I was lucky enough to, you know, once, once Debo was out, I had to start uh, Deontay Johnson, but then I needed someone in my flex uh, wide receiver tight end. So I ended up picking up uh Jacoby Myers, uh, off the waiver wire the day before the championship game, and he got me 12 points yeah. with a touchdown. Solid showing. Uh, so that was great. That was a huge showing by him. Um, Hawkinson ended up doing great. Uh, I had 
Uh, one of my choices that I had to make was which defense, but it turns out it didn't matter. Both were great. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that I thought were choices in my head for the championship game um, that in hindsight wouldn't have mattered. Okay. Um, I did I did well enough where it looked like uh, I made all the right decisions except Moss and uh, Murray. So I want to fast forward us a little bit because then by Sunday night, all of your guys had played. Monday night, obviously, was the Bills-Bengals game. It was mm. a huge game in and of itself. Like, like, what a feature to have Monday night. And Pat, of course, coming into that championship game, down 50 points, had Joe Mixon and Devin Singletary. Unlikely, but not out of the realm of possibility that they would combine for 50 points. And then, of course, like as became a national story, DeMar Hamlin literally died on the field for a moment, was resuscitated. We, the viewers, like no one in the stadium had any idea what was happening. You just knew it was bad. There was for sure, even on the on the fantasy thread, like acknowledgement that like, woof, like got to take a step back from the fantasy implications of this. Like we're not sure if someone just died here or, or, or what. So we find out the next morning that he, uh, that, you know, he is in critical condition, but is alive, is in the hospital. And then we start thinking about the fantasy implications. So let's take it from Tuesday morning where officially the NFL said, we're not sure what we're going to do. We're not sure if it's postponed. We're not sure, we're not sure what's going to happen. And then on the Yahoo site, they claimed you a champion. So there was a lot of confusion. Take us from that moment forward. What happened from there? Uh, well, you know, to start with that game, I wasn't even watching the game just because I was too nervous. Um, like you said, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, chances, but it was possible. And I felt like if I watched it, it would happen. Yeah. So uh, I was watching some garbage program and then we got a group me uh, message from Pat that said, I think someone just died on the field. Yeah. Um, and obviously I turned it on there. Um, so that was just insane. I've never seen anything like that. Oh. Um, so, you know, Tuesday morning comes along and yeah, no, there were a lot of questions. Um, and yeah, the Yahoo proclaimed me the winner, but I never fully believed that that was the end, end of it. You know, I mean, there had to have been just because, I mean, it was unprecedented. So, you know, it's not like Yahoo had an absolute fix for that, but you know, I mean, if I were in past position, there's no way I would have let that stand. Yeah, absolutely not. So, I mean, when, when Pat brought that up, I, I was hundred percent in agreement the entire time you know it was really just more questions about what uh the commissioner could do with his commissioner powers those yep. magic commissioner powers yeah um <laughs> to actually you know change the scores like he has maybe done so in the past we don't know <laughs> we do know <laughs> we do know but um you know um it actually worked out great and um i'm glad that they were able to do something um and you know i my hope is that pat doesn't feel cheated. I mean, obviously, you know, it would have been great if they kept their momentum and, you know, who knows what they could have done that given night, yeah. but at least they were given another opportunity. Um, so, you know, I feel, I feel good with the win. I feel a lot better now than, you know, I did Wednesday or anything. Cause it's, you actually uh, have the, win. cause I actually have the championship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's, uh, that was the most insane thing. And I've been in some real crazy, <laughs> yes, you have. uh, championship games where it came down to like, when I was playing against Anthony, you know, it came down to the last play of the game 
And I ended up winning by like two points. Wasn't that the Joe Webb Championship? Uh, that was the crazy Joe Webb Championship uh, season. Yeah, where I was able to start a quarterback, a wide receiver. Yeah, so, you know, um, <laughs> another squirrely championship. Man, number five. Number five, yeah. And this is my uh, fourth championship appearance in six years and my second championship here in it. Now, this is obviously your most recent uh, championship, and they're always sweet when you're coming off of championship. Do you have a favorite of your five? Ooh, man. Uh, good question. Um, you know, I'm going to say uh, my favorite championship uh, is that Joe Webb season. Um, you know, that was just a crazy year, and I felt like I found a loophole. And I exploited it uh, to the maximum amount possible, and uh, I loved that. Um, so that was a that was a great one, uh, being able to uh, not cheat and cheat at the same yeah. time. That yeah. was uh, that was really great. But you know, I guess I could say uh, my favorite championship is always my most recent championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, all right, so I, I want to. I want you to think back to your season. You obviously told us about that rough start that you had, starting out 0-2. At what point in the season did you actually think, hey, I might have a shot here? That would be that would be going into that uh that five game winning streak. Um, you know, like I said, yeah, it would have been the going against you and Luke uh at the end of that season. You know, that was just like I had that marked uh, as as the games that I needed to come away with at least one win, got both, and it, after that hill, um, I thought, okay, I could really I could really do that. Um, you know, I thought that was probably my real wake up call for like, you know, let's be cautious, cautiously optimistic here, but this could be it. Yeah, yeah. After, but you know, I also was very pessimistic uh, through a lot of the season two, just because, you know, I lost last year uh, after having a great regular season. Again, I lost to Steve in the championship. And then four years ago or five years ago, I lost to Scott uh, on just a few points. If, if a Denver wide receiver had done something that game, I would have won that championship too. So, you know, um, I also kind of had that just lingering thing where it's, Oh my God, I'm going to lose in the championship again. I know that this is what's going to happen. I'm going to do great, and I'm going to lose in the championship. It's going to be horrible. Um, so, so, like, maybe not even until, like, the last game did you actually think, ah, I might have a shot here. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, like, I want to say I did, but then, like, the whole uh, thing with the championship game where I was like, oh, nope, now, you know, Mixon is going to have another 50-point game. That's why I can't have nice things. Yeah, like, so I'm going to say I really felt like I have a chance here once uh, week 18 ended. Yep, yep. And you had, I mean, I can't believe we're saying that. You you also had uh, the, like, the goodwill of the people going against you. Like, I, I cannot think of a bigger As it should. fan favorite than Pat on his, is it, is it seventh final? Or is it like, it's a lot. It, it's, a, it's a lot many. It's, a, it's, it's quite a few. Oof. It's oof. at least half a dozen. Oh, boy. All right, Pat. Better luck next year, man. Um, Jason, let's move on here. When you think about individual performances from your guys over the course of the season, which performances stand out as highlights, um, decisive game winners, things that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe that guy did that? Uh, well, you know, really, 
even before I get into individuals, I, I really also got to, you know, think of just how good the team did. Um, really like my, I was looking at the record books and I did, uh, I was tops this year for most points from drafted players. Ooh, on average. Ooh. I averaged 121 points per game with my players that I drafted. So Yahoo's A rating was, was right on. Oh, you. it was dead on. Now that being said, a lot of those points were Josh Jacobs, which was my hundred percent, uh, MVP this year. Yeah. Uh, even more than Gino, but I mean, Gino was undrafted uh for me so he's probably my undrafted hero but uh you know so that was great uh i also the only other stat i led in this year uh was defensive points per week uh yeah. and i finished the season with two of the top three scoring defenses was it pats and cowboys it was pats and cowboys i drafted the cowboys got pats later yep. and i just kept switching between the two uh that worked out great um, so those were two just really great parts of, uh, my team, um, that I expected. I, I believe I had the Cowboys last year and the year before that Pat's D and they are always just seem to be reliable. Um, uh, Godwin, uh, wide receiver for the Bucks, uh, is an unsung hero. He was a delight. He bounced back. Uh, he showed up in the second half. Yeah, for sure. He uh, he had a thousand yard season. Whoa, uh, three touchdowns as opposed to six the year before. But yeah. um, I got him in I think the eleventh round, and he was coming off that ACL tear. Mm-hmm. So I know there was. A and lot I think of that's why he lasted so long. Obviously, yeah. and then also as a wide receiver for Tom Brady, where you know it's just like, oh, should we do this with him? Uh, I took a chance with him. He was someone that I looked for uh, before the draft, uh, and I thought that was going to be great. So you know, him and AJ Brown did great at wide receiver. Um, then there were a lot of people in the Dylan camp for running back for the Packers. I said, no, no. I was like, this is Aaron Jones's team forever. Uh, I didn't have him last year, but I think I had him the year before when he really went on a tear. Um, and he did great, uh, again this, uh, year, you know, I mean, it was like spurts here and there, but with Jacobs, uh, and him as my main backs, they were great. And then throw in Jonathan Taylor, yeah. In weeks uh, 10 through 13, the end of the season, um, that all went great. Like, and who would have thought that Jonathan Taylor would have been your third running back this year? Yeah, did not expect that at all. Um, and I went through some really mediocre running backs on my bench. But um, uh, also my tight ends, you know, like I said, Zach Ertz got hurt week 10. Um, but before that, he was the second uh, highest scoring uh, tight end when he got injured, only behind Kelsey. And then I think... Uh, Hawkinson, who I ended up starting the rest of the year, he was top five, uh, I believe, in in tight ends too. So, so when everyone was starving, I will just say that when everyone was starving for tight end points outside of uh, Travis Kelsey all season, Mark Andrews first half of the year, but everyone else was starving for tight end points. You were actually sitting there with two rock solid yeah. tight ends, and I will say our week—I can't remember either week four or five matchup. When TJ Hawkinson scored, I think thirty-three points. Was, was like, that my two nineteen game? You had the highest. So, Jason, this was like this was your year all around. You you won the regular season, you won the championship, and you had the highest point total for any given week. That was your two nineteen game. Uh, I also won the medal count and the league pickup. So that like so I, I won all. Of this is like a, a thoroughly championed uh, season yes. for you. Absolutely. And also, I'd like to say that I made the least amount of waiver moves. Really? I made 17 the entire year. And that includes the day of the championship when I dropped 
uh, Hunt from my team and <laughs> yeah. picked up Curtis Samuel just because I didn't want Hunt on my championship team. What would you got against Hunt? Uh, you know, just like, didn't he like beat up on somebody back when he was like with the, the Chiefs? Oh, so he was good enough to be on your team for a few weeks? But I not- never started him. <laughs> and he was on my team for maybe like three weeks. But there's no way I wanted to be in the historical database. Yeah. That he was on my championship team. I actually dumped uh, uh, my last championship, <laughs> dumped Baker Mayfield for that exact same yeah, reason. I, like, I was like, you don't deserve, like, you don't deserve to be in the record yeah. books. So, like, screw that guy. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it uh, it just all came together after those first two weeks. Week three must have been some type of game changer. Don't know what it was. Well, I guess it was Geno Smith getting rid of that Seth. That um, but it, then it was also, you know, that that midseason tear that Josh Jacobs went on. Yeah. Um, I mean, just... I think he had three games above 40 points. Like, that's absurd. He had one game where he had 300 yards from scrimmage. Like, that's that's crazy. That is just really, really crazy. And for, you know, like, I I picked up Debo Samuel. Uh, I, was, I was definitely looking for him uh, in the draft. Uh, I had him last year, and I loved having him. It was so fun to have. Uh, this year, he underperformed. Um, you know, he, he performed sometimes, but not to the caliber he did last year. Um, but then, you know, Godwin and company, like, picked up, uh, you know, what he couldn't do. Yeah. And I was able to kind of balance everything out. It's just, it's it's crazy. I think there was also a lot of luck involved. I mean, always. Uh, well, I mean, what do you say? What, what do you mean when you say that? Uh, well, you know, like, I, I got one of the uh, lower points against uh of the league this year. I don't know anything about that. What do you mean by uh, points against? <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, yeah, you know, I just, I just, it, it was just a, a battle week to week. And, you know, once you got past that week, just look on to the next week. And it was just a whole bunch of different championships each week. Um, yeah, I'm just lucky I survived. Jason, let's cut into the mailbag, shall we? Sure, man. Yeah, what do they got to ask me? All right. I got a few different ones here, so we'll we'll pick and choose. Um, yeah, we've talked about Gino a little bit, but I am curious here. Can you describe what you were thinking when you decided to pick up Gino Smith? Oh my God, he had a great week, week two, and he looks better than Jacoby Brissett. I don't want to keep Jacoby Brissett. I don't like Jacoby Brissett. I got to get somebody. Gino Smith looks like he's the best. Might as well get him. Sometimes it's that simple. It, it really was. Like I mean, you know, like I I didn't even think about the history about you know like him going there after they get rid of Russell Wilson and, you know, him not starting for like a few years. I didn't think of any of that. I was just like that uh, quarterback. All right. Uh, he looks like he had a good week too. And his projected points look great. No, I love those projected points. Um, so I, I put down like, man, I wish I knew how much I put down for him, but uh, yeah, no, there was no long-term thinking behind it. I was just like, I need somebody, I need to make my quarterbacks better. He was, uh, he was very much like a Mr. Right Now sort of quarterback. Yeah, and it really worked because, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, um, you know, people were giving him a lot of guff because he definitely didn't do as good as he did last year. He got me enough points. Yeah, he was enough. With Gino, like, yeah. them two balance each other out, it, it was enough to, to get me through the season. Next question here says, if I told you after the draft that Jonathan Taylor would be a bust <laughs> and you would win the title anyways, what would you have said? Oh, man. Uh, I would have been very, very surprised. Um, you know, at the draft, I was, you know, obviously, uh, I, I made my opinion known, uh, quite a lot. I was just so happy with Steve's choice. 
Um, and then I went with the consensus critics choice as like the number one overall. And I can't believe I got him. Um, so if you were going to tell me that he bombed and I still won the championship, I would be very highly surprised. Um, and, you know, for the longest time, I thought he bombed. He he didn't do as well as he did last year, but he got me the points that I needed when I needed them at the yeah. end of the season. But you're right. I mean, I would I have been happier with, like, Derrick Henry? Absolutely. Uh, or would I? Well, and and you you mentioned it when you said that you have have you're in the record book for the most points uh, drafted by your team. I think that also speaks to the fact that you you drafted purposefully. Mm-hmm. Like there were some guys that you went after that did really well, and then like I think of Josh Jacobs and you got him in like what the sort of analysts call the running back dead zone, right? That's that like rounds four through six or four through seven where they're like, ah, it's a crapshoot. Most of them end up sucking. And you got the guy, you got the one guy that did not suck. And not only that, I didn't want him. Uh, I've never been a Josh Jacobs fan. Uh, I thought he was washed out and done with. I chose him uh, because how I usually do, he was like the highest ranking uh, you know, uh, projected points running back still on the board. Um, so it was a it was a decision I wasn't happy nor comfortable with when I made it. Um, I don't understand how you take a guy in that position then. How'd you take a guy then? Uh, you know, it was, again, just like literally, like you, you, you think I'm joking. Everything I do in the draft is based on projected points. And now you did tell me that you went – off script there when it came to Debo because you said that's you, true. you did want Debo. That's true. Uh, you, you know you're right. I shouldn't say every every choice. I'm, I mean, there are people that I reach for because I like because I feel good with the the Debo Samuel, the Aaron Jones. Those are people that I've had in the past. Uh, Dallas defense. You know, these are players that I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Last year I had uh, the kicker Gay and I picked him up this year. Yep. Drafted him this year. Dropped him almost immediately. Uh, so you're right. You know, players that I'm comfortable and have a history with, I'm a lot more likely to reach for. Um, I have no such history with Jacobs. Yeah. Um, I've always, uh, you know, it's weird. There's always seems to be a player that I feel like I'm forced to draft that I don't like that ends up winning me a championship. Who has that been in the past? Uh, well, the last time I won a championship, I believe, was the year I begrudgingly picked uh, Cam Newton. And then Cam Newton uh, proceeded to, like, dominate that entire year. Now, that could be completely wrong and inaccurate. <laughs> but that's what I feel like I remember. Uh, I know I picked him one year, and I was not happy about it. And I can't remember. I'm pretty sure I won that year. But either way, uh, Jacobs was just uh, a happy accident. There was no rhyme or reason behind it. I can't fathom that, man. And, and one of the things I've appreciated about the podcast this year is getting to talk to people about different philosophies, different approaches to drafts. And I'm just exposed to so many other ways of thinking where I'm like, wait, you think that? And then like, I'm seeing it play out and I'm seeing it play out successfully. And I'm like, do I need to start doing that? But like, there's a piece of me that just like, can't bear the thought of (laughs) drafting a team that I hate. And yet like, and I tell myself, I'm like, I feel like I'm inching closer to this every single year i'm like well damn it if jason does it and does it successfully maybe that's just what i need to do like stop outsmarting myself well i think uh and you know i don't know if that this was uh you know on purpose or not but you did said 
uh, I can't imagine drafting a team that I hate. Okay. And yeah. that is not the case. Uh, I liked a lot of my team. Even if there's a player I hate, one player doesn't ruin the pot for me. Um, yeah. You know, I, I felt like I did strong enough at the end of my draft where I could uh, put people in, you know, for the most part. But that being said, I had some really bad picks, too. Who, who stands uh, out? Oh man, Sky Moore. <laughs> uh, and then there was what? What's his name? Uh, uh, like a third string running back for uh, the Eagles, Gainwell. Oh, Gainwell. You had Isaiah yeah. McKenzie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You had. <sighs> so yeah. you know, I gave myself a lot of options. I did, uh, you know, make seventeen waiver moves. So I did do some changes. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I didn't get any of my trades accepted this year. Uh, everyone who I send a trade to. Um, declined uh, that I'm thankful for. I was gonna say, did any of those like work out in your favor big time? Couldn't tell. Can't remember. remember. Oh, uh, I remember trying to trade one of my defenses. Oh, but it was I think Seattle defense uh, to Brendan for uh, the Hokies running back on the Bears, Khalil Herbert. Khalil Herbert, who I loved only because he went to Tech and I thought he was going to take the job from. Uh, David Montgomery. I remember that. Um, he declined that trade, uh, and then like a week later, Cleo Herbert. Won. Yeah. And so there's, there's the luck at play yeah. again, too. I mean, you know, so I actually shouldn't be like I'm not angry or bitter with the people <laughs> that decline my trades, but uh, yeah, you know, everything worked out great. I'm glad no one accepted my trades. Right. No one messed with the thing that wasn't broken. Go next question here. Uh, this is about the draft. How do you feel about having the first pick? Uh, who says I have the first pick? That's a great question because that is a thing now in the rules, which I find absurd. Uh, so obviously, I have the first pick because I won the championship. Um, so to answer your question, uh, I'm fine with it. Um, it doesn't matter where I draft, I'm gonna do great. Can't argue with that. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be fine. Uh, you know, I I've gotten to the championship so many times that it doesn't matter where. Jesus, I, I, again, no <laughs> no arguments here. This is this is your championship show. Um, oh all right. man, I'm the best. Last one here. All right, Jason, you've won five championships by following the expert rankings and not doing anything stupid. Any plans to change that approach and join Brendan and Zach in cooking up a new degenerate approach every year? Uh, well, first of all, that question's wrong. Uh, I don't follow the expert points. I follow the projected points. Expert rankings aren't based on projected points, I think. I think you're right. Um, I think I think there's two rankings. One is like a ranking and one is like the X rank. Yeah. Uh, one of them is by projected points and one isn't. So actually, I'm not sure on that. I shouldn't get so defensive. <laughs> um, no, uh, I don't plan on why, why Why would I change anything? Uh, I'm doing great uh, at drafting. I always do great at drafting. Um, no, I'm not gonna change anything because I'm the best. Jason, you are the best. I am the best. We're gonna we're gonna wrap up here uh in what has become a tradition for this podcast. We are uh months away, gosh, eight months or so, seven months from draft day, depending on when we have it. Also, let's get a draft on the calendar. Also, we'll see everyone in Asheville next year. Mm. Um Bold prediction. If the draft were tomorrow, who would your first overall pick be? Oh, well, not a quarterback. Um, man, I do not know. Uh, it's way too far in advance. I, I, I can't see any projected points. 
<laughs> um, you know, I don't know. Um, man, it really like I feel like all the running backs that I would usually lean on are getting old. Uh, I don't know, maybe Todd Gurley. This guy. This guy. <laughs> no, uh, I have no idea. But as soon as I do, I'll let everybody know who I'm choosing. Right, nice and early. Will it be like red herrings, or will will you just like? Tell well, us it, it could go either way. I've done both in the past. I've yeah. been very upfront with who I'm drafting, but I've also said I'm a girly man up until you know right before the draft, and then you know didn't choose him at all. I was shocked. Yeah, no, I think everyone was because of how truthful I always am. Um, yeah, but no, uh, as soon as, uh, I, uh, know who I'm drafting, I'll tell you guys somebody. Great. Well, we'll, we'll find out in a few months when that is official. Uh, for those that are in the area, we would love to see you at the fantasy football, uh, banquet this year. That is Sunday, January 29th, 29th. Sunday, January 29th, hosted by the champ himself. We're going to watch some conference championship games, uh, play some pong, shoot the shit, talk about the season. Uh, Jason, you are a champ once more. A hell of a season. Congratulations and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Zach. And uh, before we sign off, I'd also like to say on behalf of the league, thank you so much for doing this podcast. Um, it really made the season much more fun. Uh, I, you know, It's a shame we hadn't done this earlier. Uh, I thank you for stepping up and doing it. We learned a lot about each other's fantasy football uh, just techniques and everything. And it was super interesting and fun. And um, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. It was, it was a hell of a good time. We'll see everyone next season. Good season, everybody.